was lovely. Lovely. I wanna be one. I wanna be one. Alexa, stop playing music, please. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Give Us This Day, Our Daily Lou, where I will read a piece out of the Bhagavad Gita, then I will read some of the words that the translator wrote, and then I will discuss my own thoughts, ideas, and words around the words in which I just read. A lot of words. We like words. Words are, well, also an ancient thing and the human thing, because it's the linguistics, you know what I mean? We do words. We make words. We say words. Words are just the expression of things we feel, I think, right? Because whatever words just bullshit. I'm just stupid fucking typical shit we do as humans. We gotta do a big game, man. We gotta fucking show everyone up. We gotta get off the fucking. We gotta get off all our fucking all fours and start walking on our hind legs and just show the world how cool we are and fucking make cities and all this nonsense. You know that's what we do. Going, oh, we're going to space. Yeah, we're going to space. Yeah, we're going to space. Yes, we're going to God. Okay. Bottom line. Because no matter where we go in this one, space, Mars, Jupiter, janitor, whatever the fuck you want to do, that day everyone's going to die. So why not go to God? Why not practice that? Because we have this idea that doesn't exist anymore, right? God is dead. Homeboy said that a minute ago. I think it was like the 16 or 1700s. I think it was 16, maybe 15. I don't think it was 17. One of them hundreds over there. And uh, he was on something, onto something. God's dead in the sense, like, we don't care anymore. Fuck them. Fuck humans. We get desensitized, like, so we're just, so, so our iPhones are just, so what? So, like, they're manufactured in, like, pretty inhumane ways, and, like, the minerals that are gotten for them, the way they're gotten, just destroys humans, and, like, fuck them, because I need my iPhone. I have one. I got a MacBook, too. So, I'm just saying, we don't care. So I try to go to God a little more Because maybe we'll start caring a little more You know Maybe I'll stop doing this because I'll get so Forget about using Mac Or any technological products that Piggyback off the back of fucking Basic slave labor You know so Maybe we'll Find out Anyway Let's go to God while everyone else goes to space Where the fuck they're going Okay so, last episode, uh, Arjuna basically asked, like, what's the story? I can't understand how you're telling me to go fucking fight my cousins, yet I'm in the service of the Lord. How am I supposed to go to war, yet I'm in the service of the Lord? What's the story, Maury? So, yeah, so this so this is the next, ready? <clears throat> Clear my throat. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, O sinless Arjuna. I have already explained that there are two classes of men who try to realize the self. Some are inclined to understand it by empirical philosophical speculation and others by devotional service. Wow. All right, let's see what the translator has to say about this. This is a long one, so hold on. In the second chapter, verse 39, the Lord explained two kinds of procedures, namely... Sankhya Yoga and Karma Yoga, or Buddha Yoga. In this verse, the Lord explains the same more clearly. 
Sankhya Yoga, or the analytical study of the nature of spirit and matter, is the subject matter for persons who are inclined to speculate and understand things by experimental knowledge and philosophy. I could dedicate this fucking episode to so many people I know. The other class of that, he didn't say that, obviously. I'm going to continue talking of what he said. That's the last phrase I said about dedicating. I said that. He didn't say that. He is the person that I'm reading their words. Go back to his words. The other class of men work in Krishna consciousness as it is explained in the 61st verse of the second chapter. The Lord has explained also in the 39th verse that by working by the principles of Bodhi Yoga or Krishna consciousness, one can be relieved from the bonds of action. And furthermore, there is no flaw in the process. The same principle is more clearly explained in the 61st verse. That is, Bodhi Yoga is to depend entirely on the Supreme or more specifically on Krishna. And in this way, all the senses can be brought under control very easily. Therefore, both the yogas are interdependent in religion and, as religion and philosophy. Religion without philosophy is sentiment or sometimes fanaticism. That's for sure. While philosophy without religion is mental speculation. The ultimate goal is Krishna because the philosophers who are also sincerely searching after the absolute truth come in the end to Krishna consciousness. This is also stated in the Bhagavad Gita. The whole process is to understand the real position of the self in relation to the super self. The indirect process is philosophical speculation by which gradually one may come to the point of Krishna consciousness. And the other process is directly connecting everything with Krishna and Krishna consciousness. Of these two, the path of Krishna consciousness is better because it does not depend on purifying the senses by a philosophical process. Krishna consciousness is itself the purifying process. And by the direct method of devotional service, it is simultaneously easy and sublime. What in the fuck does all that mean? <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of words, right? Long story short, it's like, all right, you want to go to God? Just go to God. Don't try to think about it and do all this other bullshit. Just go straight there because eventually you're going to end up going straight there. That's the long story short. Condensed it all into one for you right there. Boom. Now, what does all that mean, though? It's like, by the way, I'm no fucking expert on the Bhagavad Gita or any of this whatsoever i don't even know if you can consider yourself such but i'm just doing this so again anyone wants to discuss this ever please i'm welcoming please because if i'm ever quote-unquote wrong which is a thing i don't think you could be wrong you know so i'm over here asking for donations from sunday service you know trying to pimp out god so i don't think you could ever be wrong just so much so with different ideas maybe i'm missing something anything you know it's just it's cool it's it's a different flavor all right. So anyway, what could all that mean? Um, it's like what we constantly do is think in this rational, logical thinking mind always. It's trying to figure things out. Uh, that's our whole life, really. What am I, I going to do later? What am I doing now? What am I going to do later? What am I doing now? Distraction, 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 distraction. What am I going to eat next? What am I going to watch next? What am I going to do now? What am I going to do? Always figuring shit out. 
always. And it's more so to just get to God and to be and to find the self to the super self is first get out of your fucking head for a minute and find out who you are. Right. Because a lot of things that go on in our head, especially when we're coasting in life, are maybe ideas and conditions of our parents or the things we watched growing up, music we've listened to, uh, any of this, conversations we were in or around. We just re- like we're a receiver, we're an antenna, and we just pick shit up. Now, until it comes to a point in your life where you, you consciously, every day, pick what you put within you, not just food wise, but um, like information. If you're going to watch whatever you're going to watch, like if you're going to go to God more by reading scriptures, listening to Ram Das or, or uh, Eckhart Tollhard or Alan, any of those people, Alan Watts, whoever your flavor. Mother Teresa, I don't think she did much of this though. She was way before her time of recording things. Um, yeah, any of these, you know, any of the gods, Muhammad, uh, the ones in, in Bhagavad Gita, um, Christ himself, herself, whatever, uh, Poseidon, you know, the Greeks, you want to go to them, figure shit out, you know. But the thing is, when you read those, you got to really take it and then, like, interpret it. Don't just take it on the chin. Like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's to get out of, it's to get to the self, right? Oh, that's where I was going with this, right? Yeah, so you put yourself, so once you figure out, you're going to put your what you decide, you're going to put the information in, you collect your own thoughts, you start thinking for yourself. You're getting closer to finding that self because it's still just part of the personality, right? Then you got to get to the true self, the silent voice within is what the Quakers used to say, right? The, sm- the still voice, still small voice within that like when you get real quiet, quiet the mind down, thoughts, they never just fully stop, but they uh, dissipate a little bit. And they just slow the fuck down and say, hey, you get to those blissful moments that they stop, but then guess what you realize? Guess what happens? Ego comes in and goes, wow, this is amazing. And that's a thought. Once you feel it's amazing and you're not just in the moment of amazement, you're feeling it, you're separate to, from the moment. So, But that's what meditation can do for you. So it's that's getting to the super self when you're everything. You're not... Once you're thinking about something, you have something to think about, obviously, and then you're separate because you're thinking about something. You're not just the think anymore. You're thinking about something. Anything. It could be thinking about God. You're still separate from. You're not at. So that's what I say in a moment of meditation when thoughts actually do cease. Yeah. I, you can't say how long you're enjoying. You can't because the second you go, I'm enjoying this, nah, you're just separate from it. You're not there anymore. And you'll still be in a blissful state, but it's gone. You know, it's not, you're not there anymore. So it's not even, you you can catch your, once you catch yourself there, it's over basically. So that's just how, that's just a small taste of being with, with, uh, with gods. So that's really what this is explaining though, is like, you can go that way to be the person that has to read every scripture ever created in the history of religions. Uh, you know, learn about the climates that the religions came from to see if they were, because a lot of times if it was a violent climate, it was a violent gods and shit like that. Find out how the time was, if there was like a warring government. So a lot of the people's religion was based off of that or whatever it is. Like people going to, you know, some people have to do that to find out their way to God. You know, that's some people. Me? Found Ramdas, really. And that was it. You know, off to the races. And now, now I'm here reading the Bhagavad Gita. So. Here we are. But yeah, that's that's really it. You know. Yeah. 
I'll reread the, the thing the beginning part too. The Supreme Personality of God had said, O sinless Arjuna, I have already explained that there are two classes of men who try to realize the self. Some are inclined to understand it by empirical philosophical speculation and others by the devotional service. So, boom. You can just speculate all day and, 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 and look into God or you can just do for God everything you're doing. And it's and that that means in the sense of like, if you're going to, let's say you're in business, whatever the business is, you're not going to cut a deal. It's going to fuck anyone because you're in service of God and gods don't do that. Bottom line. And if, and, and that's another thing. When we interpret some t- spiritual texts as let's go kill other humans or whatever the fuck, that's usually because a human reinterpreted interpreted that that was not a conscious human. That was one speaking entirely from the ego that was writing in their term of God, lowercase God. Okay. So don't go out there like, oh, you know that religion, you know, validates the death of others. Yeah. No, it doesn't. So maybe a section of it does. A break off. I'll give you that. A break off of a bunch of fucking because you heard what homeboy said a text. If you don't put philosophy with religion and religious with philosophy together, <clears throat> you might have a uh, fanaticism. Because then, if you're not trying to like intertwine what religion or gods do with the philosophy of the human mind, see ya, see ya. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see ya. Because you got to think about who was who was writing this shit too. Or you just go to God. And that's what's helping me. Because you do the history of learning, you figure things out, and you're like, oh, cool bet. But you know what the best thing is? Going to God. Those moments of mediation, <laughs> mono, I'm talking like, yo, you, it's why it really is wild. Because you can't, once you think, wow, this is amazing, you're done. Like, I mean, again, you're still in a state of blissfulness, but not that. Just the no thought, just the, just the, that's it, the essence, the being. You're the ocean again. Once the thought of I or any thought at all, you're thinking about something, you're not separate. You're in dualism. Our whole entire existence is dualism. It's polarities. That's why it will never happen to live in a functioning world, not just society, world, manifested world of objects. It will never exist a time of pure connectedness through human heart because then everything would cease to exist and would stop. We need each other collectively to constantly be thinking about this shit to create this shit. If we all stopped, every single human being with a beating heart on earth at once stopped and went to God at the same time, none of this would exist. That's that it wouldn't be here. No, who would think about it? It would exist. It would cease to exist. So we need conflict. Just part of what we do as humans. Doesn't mean you have to be an asshole. Go to God. All right. I'll see you later. Thanks for stopping by.